Bless his name, for truly God is an awesome, 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 awesome God. Amen. This morning we're in 1 Peter, the first epistle of Peter, and we're going to be looking at this first chapter, Peter's after James, uh, the book of James, 1 Peter, and um, I want to deal with the subject of a furnished faith, the furnishing of our faith, a furnished, 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 furnished faith. And that, that term denotes that God has to do something in order for this to happen. My God, a furnished faith. Becoming spiritually filled, becoming spiritually fulfilled, becoming spiritually finished in our faith requires a work of God to persuade us through our problems and come out, <clears throat> amen, confident even in our conflict. That product of faith, pistis is the Greek word for faith, it's without faith it is impossible to please God by faith. Um, the faith that Jesus on one occasion told a man, O ye of little faith. And, and, and so faith becomes the facilitating word for Christians that God wants to facilitate our faith. And that's the, that's the whole premise for this ministry. This is a teaching ministry to help you and I grow in our faith. Isn't that faith? And we, and we grow in faith. We don't, faith is not instantaneous. Faith is not something that we get at the point of salvation. Faith is always being tried, is being stretched. It's, it's being developed. There are some disciplines with our level of faith. And this faith means believe in God in spite of what we see, feel, or even hear. That when we begin to dive into this text, it is interesting that Peter, and, and, and I want to say this, the word Simon is Greek, the word Simeon is Hebrew from the tribe of Simeon, and the word Cephas is Aramaic. All three means a stone. He's, a, he's just a small, insignificant stone who got connected with the rock. The rock was Jesus. And, 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 and Peter was a fisherman by trade and lived in Bethsaida, Capernaum, whose brother was Andrew. Andrew introduced him to Jesus, chapter 1 of John. And 
Peter was called to become an apostle. It's interesting that Peter, Peter, Peter was the spokesperson for the 12. And, 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 and we can appreciate Peter because we identify with some of his flaws. Like us, he was impulsive, meaning he often moved and spoke without God. Don't we get in trouble when we move and speak without God? Um, nobody really wants your opinion unless they ask for it. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and too often we got people who will uh, act like God is speaking through them, but they're not speaking the same thing that God would speak. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so Peter was impulsive, Peter was temperamental, agitated, angered about his own fractures, his feelings, his future. He was weak, he was wounded, he was always, he always had to be the center of attention. And um, the Bible tells us that if any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. People who need a lot of appreciation, attention, amen, articulation, people that need you to, to say their name, they're really hurting. Amen. They're really hurting with a major dose of, uh, uh, they got a self-esteem problem. If I got to hear my name, if I got to, if, if you've got to make me feel like I am the best, if, if my opinion has to stand above everybody else's, I, I got some stuff up in here with me. Can I get a witness? Well, Peter was that way, and we, we, we love Peter. He, he's writing to these people who are scattered, verse 1, chapter 1, in different providences. And, 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 and the theme to the book is grace, God's grace in the midst of suffering. And, and, and we know about saving grace, suffering grace, sustaining grace, so forth, so on. But Peter, Peter, Peter helps us, amen, to differentiate uh, some of the things in the text that we are enlightened to truth. Now, let me stop, pause, and park because um, um, uh, in April it'll be 30 years for me. I started a teaching ministry. I'm not interested in changing it. I'm not interested in changing it. I want people to grow. I want people to know. I want people to go. I want people to glow. Everybody's not preaching truth. You, 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 you need to understand everybody's not teaching truth. The essence of truth does not bring people together. The essence of truth brings people apart. Jesus said, I didn't come but to bring a sword between a mother and a daughter and a father and a son. So when you're preaching truth, you can't expect everybody to applaud you. Truth ticks people off because truth is the only element that's going to make you free. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and in the last days, there will be a falling away from the truth. It has nothing to do with the crowds coming up in church. It's the truth. He enlightens us to truth, and he educates us about transformation. He, amen, amen gives us an end product of uh, tranquility that uh, Peter wants us, and here's his thematic thrust, he wants us to have a hope in the midst of hostility. Right smack dab in the midst of our problems, he wants us to be at peace. It's doable. Why? Because when Jesus is with us, he's more than the world against us. 
it, it is here, it is here that, amen, he wants us, he wants to teach us how to be still in the storm, how to be comforted in the conflict. And, and, and behind the scenes, turning your neighbor and say, there's always something behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, contextually, the evil Emperor Nero has mastered an evil plan. He wants to rebuild Rome, but Rome won't let him rebuild. So he sets the whole city on fire and blames it on Christians. My God. And all Rome is, you know, they're messed up now because their gods was in there, their uh, multi-god uh, society, and, and all of the things that they valued was in Rome. It was burnt. So Nero said the Christians did it, so they start burning Christians at, a, at the stake, hanging them on poles, setting them on fire, saying, yeah, you are the light of the world. Feeding them the hungry lions. Mm -hmm. Chopping their head off. Peter's going to be crucified after he watches his wife be crucified. They're going to make Peter watch his wife be crucified. And then when it's time for Peter to be crucified, he's going to say, no, 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 crucify me upside down because I'm not worthy to be crucified like my Lord. This came on the hills of Paul losing his head. Interesting that when we go back and look at these accounts of martyr, uh, uh, people being martyred, nobody that walked with Jesus lost it in the midst of attack. Just listen to him. Paul said, the time of my departure has come. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Now there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Peter said, uh-uh, crucify me upside down. I'm not worthy. John was banished to the Isle of Patmos in boiling hot water at 90-something years old and caught up to the third heaven on the Lord's day. You, 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 you got to understand that you don't get that kind of faith from coming to church. You don't, you don't get that kind of faith by praying at night. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. You don't get that kind of faith going to a Sunday school class or going to a VBS class or having grown up in the church. You get that kind of faith when God is instrumental in bringing into your life something you really don't want. And it's called pain. Can I get a witness? Your pain will turn out to be your profit later on. Or do I have a witness? Your pain today will turn into power tomorrow. Can I get a witness? Your, your, listen, listen, your pouting today will turn into praise tomorrow. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God is here that Peter begins this thematic thrust of hope in the midst of hostility. Mm. Peter's telling these people of the dysphoria, those these people that are separated, these bill, pilgrims that are running for their lives. Some very needful and interesting things 
in this first chapter. First, that we are preserved. Second, that we must be proven. Third, it has already been predicted. Fourth, we will be persuasive. Seven, we will persist. And, we, and, and last, we're going to come out of this thing in some praise. God, God, God is engineering, 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 engineering into our lives. James picks it up and says, count it all joy. When, not if, but when you and I fall into various trials. Why, why, James? That sounds crazy. Why should I praise God for problems? Because the fire testing, I wish I had a witness up in here, of your faith is working perseverance. And then perseverance have her perfect, let perseverance have her perfect work. Don't cut your trials short because God has already measured this thing out. Somebody said, and when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. That no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. It, it is here, it is here, it is here that Peter's talking about a furnishing of faith. Now, when you go, when you, when you have a, a empty house, empty apartment with no furniture, it's hard to calculate comfort, isn't it? You got a bedroom, but you don't have a bed. You got a blanket on a hard floor. Do I have a witness? You got a dining room with no table. You got a living room with no couch. Do I have a witness? You got a kitchen with no pots. Hey, hey, man, you don't walk into an empty house and, and go like this and the lights come on. You, you might be clapping three days. The lights won't come on. You didn't pay your bill. The lights won't come on because the electricity off. But child of God, as that place is furnished, you have a greater appreciation for the place. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so look, 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 what, look what Peter talks about. First, he talks about we are furnished with a God given, God-granted, God-gifted faith. Now, now I'm going to lose half the church right here. You didn't get saved because you came to your senses. You still ain't come to your senses. You're blind as a bat with sunglasses on. I, I was talking to Dr. Benton this morning. I'm amazed. My God, when I look back on my life, how many stupid things I did. They're just dumb. I know y'all don't like that word. Let me say it again. How many stupid things that I did. Young, dumb. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Living by your feelings, not by your faith. Huh? Yeah. Peter says, verse 2, he's talking about a transference of imputation. Let's get deep theologically. You had nothing to do with the salvation package you got. It was granted. It was a gift. It was given for by grace you saved through faith. And that faith is not yours. It's a gift of God. Let's send the man boast. Elect. Ah, called out. Selected before time. Picked out from among others. Stop. You mean God picked me out from among others. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Wayne said it for me, but I'm going to say it again. 
we was in South Philly, it was about 15 to 20 of us. Somebody had the brilliant idea, let's go up on Point Prez and let's take a hammer and a screwdriver and hit all the parking meters and let the quarters come out of the server. We went up there. <laughs> and they hit these things, the quarters everywhere. I, my, my pants were full of quarters, Bruce. <laughs> and I'm running down the street and the cops flying. Cops caught everybody but me. They said, who's that little one? And nobody dimed on me. No, this is true. And do you know, I must have been 14, 15. They couldn't find me. Nobody told on me. Do you know that I didn't know that down the line, less than uh, six, seven years, during the 60s, Vietnam's going on, that I, I had to get a top secret clearance? Had they caught me, I would have never got the clearance. Y'all ain't getting this. God in his sovereignty was looking up the pike. See, when I start thinking about stuff, chills run through my body. God, 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 God was, before I got saved, God was steering the ship. Yeah. And, 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 and child of God, he says, God picked you out among others that are in hell this morning. He elected you, he, uh, he, which, which is according to his foreknowledge, which is a predetermined relationship. The sanctification of the spirit, where he set you apart so you couldn't go back. He shut the door behind you. So you couldn't go back to where he brought you from. I could preach on that all day long too. Oh, we get weak, we get wounded, we get weary, we fall. But when God's got his hand in you, like you can't go back and do what you used to do. Somebody needs to preach it. Sanctification of the Spirit, he set us apart un unto obedience to Christ. Lord, have mercy. And an eternal inheritance, a righteousness, a joy, a peace, a perfection, an incorruptible, undefiled, fades not away, kept by the power and by the privileges of Almighty God. Hmm. Look at verse 2 at the end. Grace unto you, and here's what you need when you're going through hostility. You need a peace that's multiplied. Don't miss that. God gave us what we didn't ask for. God gave us what we didn't deserve. See, that's why we don't have no boasting power. I love Christians that try to boast. Can I get away? We all came out of the same lump, didn't we? Didn't we come out? Go, go home and read Romans. We all came out of the same lump with Idi Amin and Adolf Hitler. We, we all came out of the same lump. Out of the same lump, God took one piece of clay and formed it into something else. You have no bragging rights because you're not a prostitute this morning. You have no bragging rights because you're not strung out on drugs this morning. You, you have no bragging rights because your marriage is still hanging together by thread. You ain't got no bragging rights. But for the grace of God. You better hear this message. Your husband ain't that good. Your wife ain't that good. You ain't that good. Can I get a witness? Yeah, 
all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And there's some secret sins that God knows about that you don't want to talk about. As much as you run your mouth, you ain't going to talk about them secret sins. Do I have a witness? Yeah. So don't go home and ask your husband and wife, tell me your secrets. They ain't going to tell you. Secret stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's talking about a furnishing mm, of a gifted, granted faith. Thank you, Peter. And then, and then Peter makes his way. P Peter makes his way all the way up to verse 6 to talk about a furnished faith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with a growing aspect to it. How does God grow our faith? By sending trouble. I was saying this morning, when that oyster at the bottom of the ocean opens up its shell that much and particles of sand gets in, the sand goes to its innermost sensitive parts and the oyster is so busy trying to spit it out that in the process of trying to get rid of something, he makes something. He takes an irritation and makes a pearl. You know what God does to us when he wants to test our faith? He puts an irritation in our lives. Everybody sitting here got an irritation somewhere. In the name of Jesus. He, he has inserted an, in, listen, an irritation so that, and you can't get rid of it, so that it will transform you into a pearl. The pearl's never for you, it's for somebody else anyhow. Did y'all hear that? I was saying this morning, there was a man in Maine who had a fishing business and a man in Oregon needed a certain type of fish and he said, listen, whatever you do, telephonically, don't send me a frozen fish. I don't want you to freeze the fish. They don't taste the same. I want a fresh fish. So the man in Maine was sitting there saying, how can I get a fresh fish all the way to Oregon and it still be fresh? He said, I know what I'll do. I'll put the fresh fish in, <laughs> in a container and I'll put his enemy in there with him. And that enemy going to run him around that tank the whole trip. And the running is going to keep him fresh. Y'all got this picture. You know what God does when he wants you fresh? He takes an enemy, puts him in the same proximity with you, and that enemy going to keep you fresh. That enemy going to keep you on your knees. That enemy going to keep you humble. Uh, do I have a witness? Child of God. But here's what he says about this growing faith. And he tells us to be uh, rejoiced, to be exceedingly glad, to be exuberant in the Greek. And there, there, there are some critical components here. First, he talks about trouble wherein you greatly rejoice. Verse 6, though now, here it is, though now for a season, that is, there's a time connected to your testing. It's not going to last always. Go now for a season. The problem is, 
what a season is to God and what a season is to you differs. Hmm. God, you're taking too long. It's a long season. There's a time factor. There's some things in my life that God has allowed that I can't shake. There, there's some mental wars. There's some spiritual wars I can't shake. And I prayed and I've cried to God to move them. And he said to me what he said to Paul, no, my grace is sufficient. The reason I'm not going to move it is because like Paul, you too will get above yourself. Y'all ain't praying with me. Paul, Paul had to carry that thorn in his flesh. Do I have a witness? And, and, and there's something about carrying a thorn in your flesh. You're going to pray more. You're going to be in that word more. You're going to cut that boob tube off. Can I get a witness? You're going to slow up your cussing. Can I get a witness? Don't, don't get new up in here today. You, come on now. You, you're going to stop being so critical about other people. You let that thorn keep piercing your side. You're going to learn how to live under the power of the thorn. The time. Mm, there's a purpose. It's telling me. What's good for Brother Arnold is not good for me. What's good for me is not good for Brother Arnold. God does something individually with us. Can I get a witness? It comes in various forms. It, 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 amen. It brings various types of pain. Look what he says, though now for season, if need be, if you need it, if you need it. God says, I'm righteous. I know what you need. If you need it, you are in heaviness. You are depressed. You go under. You are, amen, praying for relief through many-sided temptations. What's bothering you this morning, baby? Well, my child is in the world. I'm praying. Is, that, is anything else, baby? No, that's it. Well, that ain't many-sided. Let's talk about many-sided. Well, my child is in the world. My roof is leaking. My, my car broke down. The washing machine don't work. And I ain't got no food in the house. And, uh, you know, my husband left. My wife left. Come on now. The doctors found a loaf. That's many-sided. When stuff is coming in from all directions. Do I have a witness? And child of God, listen, don't think he's excusing you. There will come a time when things will come in from all directions. Can I get a witness? He, he's talking about that the trying, verse 7, of your faith to God is much more precious than gold that perishes even when it's tried with fire. God sends a furnishing faith. I, 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 I. God sends a furnishing faith. And the furnishing faith is not only uh, prepared to help you, it's prepared to prepare you. Lord, have mercy. In the name of Jesus. Hmm. What does that mean? It means God knows the future. He knows what's getting ready to happen in your life. You need something to temper everything in preparation for what's coming. Yes, sir. Do I have a witness? Yes, 
He, he knows your faith, Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith, if you had the faith of the size of a mustard seed, and we keep dealing with the size and not the submission. A mustard seed is no good unless it dies. It's got to fall into the ground and die. You and I have got to die to ourselves and become alive to God before God can do something with us. We got to die. I'm that practical, everyday, down-to-earth preacher. There are things in my life I don't like dying to. There are things I struggle with. I can't die too. Uh-huh. Y'all can get quiet if you want to. I'm back. There, there are things that challenge me on a spiritual plane I'm not ready to deal with. Boy, if we were just totally disobedient, I mean, if we were totally obedient, the Spirit said, all right, Take your Samsung. Get rid of it. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. Take your computer and erase everything and get rid of it. Yes, Lord. Don't go on Facebook no more. Yes, Lord. Don't text them people you've been texting. Yes, Lord. Just, just think if God made the request and we just said, yes, Lord, how free we would be. But see, here's what we do. We come to church and we say, yes, Lord. And then when the preacher gives the benediction, we put it right back in. Isn't that right? Don't we do that? What did you lay down last year that you picked up again this year? A whole lot of stuff. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm not going to fuss like this anymore. Hmm. I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to gossip. I'm not mind my business. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have nothing to say. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Nothing to say. Oh, boy. He furnishes us, my God, mm. with a giving faith, a growing faith. And if we're going to grow, we got to go through something, Doc. He furnishes us with a gratified faith. And, and, and Peter, I don't have time, but Peter uh, uh, talks about this great salvation that the prophets, verse 10, wanted to look into and that angels wanted to look into. He says, you know what? God, God gave a relevance, a revelation, a revenue. God, God, God gave a righteousness all the way up to verse 18. God was doing something in you. Amen. And, 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 and then he gets to verse 22 saying, seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. My God, what do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, 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 he, he's talking about a gratified faith that leads to a glorified faith, a faith that's glorious, verse 18 and 19. It's precious, a faith that's, that educates, it's preordained, a faith that's enriched, verse 21. It has power. It's a persuaded faith. It's, it's a, uh-huh. It's a faith that can bring rest. It's a faith that brings reassurance. It's a faith that Satan can't do anything with. 
Take your best shot, Satan. Like Job. <laughs> woman, you're a foolish woman. The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God wants to furnish our faith with a steadfast, strategic, strong faith. A, amen. An oven faith. You know what an oven faith is? An oven faith is a faith that can take heat. When the heat come, I'm going to be still and know that he's God. When the, when the heat come, I'm going to stand, stand here. I'm going to wait for my change to come. Uh, do I have a witness? A lion's den faith. Can I get a witness? They want to eat me up, but I'm going to stand here and trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding a living faith, a, a finished faith. And child of God, God is furnishing us. Isn't he furnishing us? Moment by moment, day by day, he's calling for situations to make our faith strong until we get to the point, no matter what God allows, I'm going to be still and know that he is God. I've got the victory in spite of the venom. Can I get a witness? I'm walking out of this thing. Can I get a witness? Doubt is not going to slow me up. Uh, I'm going to wait on him who holds the key to everything. Can I get a witness? And child of God, when you place personal faith in Jesus Christ, Jesus, his name is on the line. Here's what you don't know. Every time you say, Lord, I'm trusting you for deliverance, his name is on the line. Every time you say, I'm trusting you to bring my kids back, uh, his name is on the line. Every time you say, I'm trusting you to make this marriage right, his name is on the line. Every time you say, amen, Lord, I need you to heal the pains of my body, his name is on the line. Every time you ask for a new provision, his name is on the line. Can I get a witness? And because his name's on the line, heaven and hell gonna shut up uh, because the name of Jesus uh, is gonna outdo everything else. Uh, can I get a witness? Uh, you're not getting what I'm saying. Child of God, when Jesus' name is on the line, it's for his name's sake. For his name's sake, he gonna pull you up. For his name's sake, he gonna turn you around. For his name's sake, he gonna plant your feet on solid ground. For his name's sake, he gonna work it out. For his name's sake, he gonna provide for you. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will. Can I get a witness? I will. That rod and that staff is hooking his crook. They provide for me. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You got to believe the Lord's word in spite of what you feel, in spite of what you see, in spite of what you know, in spite of your fears, in spite of your fractures. You got to pull up some faith. Can I get a witness? He told the woman at the well, woman, if you knew who I was, you would have asked me for living water. Can I get a witness? In the Abel, in the Abel, in the Abel, to do far exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask. 
Has every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here today, you need to be saved. Don't walk out here unsaved. Jesus died for your sin, was buried, and rose again. ABC, admit, believe, and confess. If you need to be saved, just raise your hand. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. I see your hand. Is there another? Come on up here, brother. Come on. Is there another? Come on. Bless the Lord. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Is there another? Or you want to join the church or your Christian experience? Raise your hand. Is there another? In the balcony, is there another? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He's got to furnish in us a faith. You will have a witness. Not a fake faith, fractured faith, a fruitful faith. You're in the apartment, the house, the rooms are empty. Jesus comes in and says, I am your interior decorator. I want to put new furniture in this place. You got to open up the door and let the movers come in. Because he's going to move and shake whatever's not right to furnish your place. Do I have a witness? Too many churches are, are, are playing, playing with God. Too many ministries are cliches about God. You need the God of heaven. We all have rooms that need to be furnished. I have rooms in my uh, house, metaphorically, that are empty. I need Jesus coming in. You have rooms, you need him to come in. How many know you got rooms you need him to come in? He wants to furnish in you a new faith. Is there another? God bless you. Thank you, my brother. Go with the minister, please. Church, amen. Listen up. Core is covered. Thank you. We love you. Thank God. Pray for pastor and those traveling with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, creating us that furnishing of faith. That God, when we come to those intervals where we need to be fresh and you allow enemies to chase us, where we need to make a pearl out of an irritation, do so, Lord, that we will glorify your name. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed. I'm out of here. Pray for me. See you later. God bless you.